So I'm telling you, like the first time it's like 30 seconds, the second time it's like a few oh, minutes, oh, oh. and then like Merry the third time Christmas. it's like I don't even know if I'm ever gonna feel anything again in my life. So that's how it goes normally for me. Welcome to the Transmit Podcast. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. And boy, do we have some more Christmas stuff for you. We got some some China stuff. We got science stuff. It's gonna be a full show. There's I mean, a technically lot of show. a lot of that is just science. You just decided to Yeah, yeah. I tried to throw stuff in there to add really add some extra unnecessary oh. like little what, what? It's just not it's just not it's not needed. I think it is needed. I think it's desperately needed in no. these tumultuous times. So anyway. So anyway. Today we're talking about human pig chimera embryos. Ooh, nice. This this sounds like Dr. Moreau shit here. Uh, so where did it? Where did it? Say? And if you read the title, <laughs> you probably know the other stuff that we're talking about too. Yeah, you'll True. probably figure it out. Um, but so these chimeras, they've been sort of trying to work on for a long time, um, but they've officially made them like actually. Um, what I'm looking for. They're usable. Uh, they're, they're, they're viable. Viable. Thank you. Yeah, and I don't know what it is with me in, in words today. I, I couldn't remember the word for coaster. Earlier. I mean, you, you did take a few quaaludes a couple hours ago, so they, they're kicking in. Oh, is that what you gave me? Yeah, that's what I, I, I think. I, I thought that they were aspirin. I may have implied that they were good for headaches and therefore implied that they were over the counter headache medication, <laughs> but they may be something else. Okay, I, I kind of get all those pills. I just kind of throw them into one big hopper and then pull pills out as I need pills for whatever. Usually it works out. <clears throat> so the reason why they're working on these chimeras is because we're finding that people are dying from a shortage of donor organs. Like hearts This is and actually a very big issue, yeah. Hearts and kidneys, but chimeras, specifically those made by combining pig and human fertilized cells. Let me highlight this too could offer a solution by producing organs that are similar enough to our own to be transferred effectively. This is often why they'll have in like a, an anatomy class, you dissect pigs. Yeah, because there's a lot of similarities. Because they're so similar to human bodies. So And the current problem is like with like human grown or ones that, you know, you heart get from humans through various means is there's usually like a gridlock. I, I listened to a mm -hmm. episode of um of a Freakonomics about this and like you can like right now in the current system if you have a a kidney of a that's no one's looking for that one person's looking for you can unlock a gridlock by saying okay I'll give you this kidney if you give that guy this kidney and this guy gets that kidney mm -hmm. so it, it's it's kind of it's a very complex very serious problem honestly and uh, this is actually a this is way less horrifying than the title that's on I thought it was making like human pig. Yeah, I thought like, oh, no. we've, been, we've been working on this for years, and what better year to have a, have an abomination against God and nature break through than 2020? It's no, just like a it's big just for human human survivability. <laughs> Sounds like Ninja Turtles or something. Like there's a pig dude. There's like a big buff dude with like uh, he's like with a nose. It's like he has a weird name. It's like piercing. It's like a, a septum piercing. <laughs> it's like I'm ditch ready. It's like I'll bebop Rob saying I'm ditch ready. It's like what? And hey. he's like, and he always has like a snort whenever he talks. He's like. Those damn turtles. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Leonardo. I pictured some, Michelangelo. I pictured something from uh, Aliens, like 
three. And he has a mullet too. Oh yeah, I know. I picked up from no Aliens four, uh, where like you have a science like a, a, some weird mutant in a medical base. Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. I don't know why I imagine such a sleek put together character. You imagine like a, a, like a, the fly, the and fly. I imagine like. You imagine like something like whimsical and fun, and like a, I imagine a guy with like leather pants, with really pink skin. Some sort of weird, like a real tribal haircut, like from. He's the got 90s. big arms, but he's kind of got a gut because he's also a pig. Yeah, he's got, and it's like he's got like he dyed his hair purple, has sunglasses, like. <laughs> so what's exactly? I was thinking of purple hair too, actually. Oh, nice. God. Um, so these pig-based embryos take less than four months from conception to birth. So the development is a lot faster than it would be for humans. Obviously we take nine months. Um, And they're saying it's as if the human cells were entering a freeway going faster than the normal freeway, which, and if you have different speeds, you're going to have accidents. So it's kind of been sort of fraught with issues, but um, they've actually managed to get some pretty decent embryos um so this and it says that they've uh they were just straight after three to four weeks because they demonstrated their viability to that point so you know there's a lot of possibility yeah and i I do like this because this will like if we can make this like mainstream and affordable we can take away from the uh the black market for organs which is actually kind of horrifying when you fi- find out the countries where this happens. So, so basically what's happening is there's a pig with like a human organs inside of it? Yep. Yes. They've already, they, they like grew an, you remember that they grew an ear on a mouse once? Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, the, that, that's like the start of it. They've done that before. If yeah. you ever watch a ghost, no, I think, I forget if it's Ghost in the Shell standalone complex of its second gig or the first no. season. No. Oh yeah. They, I've never. Oh, well there's a cool scene where they, like, they have this technology in that and there's like a little guy like a little like four limbed robot that like some uh, business ma- magnate put his brain in and he's like growing organs. He's like selling people like you can have organs here and then you can cash them for later or you can sell them off. There, that's crazy. That's cool. There was this, um, there's this wrestling promotion called Kaiju Big Battle and they mm-hmm. had a character oh, that yeah. they created once, which is a mouse character, which had a giant ear on his back. No, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> did, what, what, did he have power of hearing really well? <laughs> I don't remember. My whole back is an ear. <laughs> it was like a mutant oh, that is, that mouse is, monster. See, that is nightmarish. That's I also, also another thing I want to bring up about this is uh, me and Luciano, my friend Luciano. Uh, he, our friend. Our friend Luciano. Luciano. He, he had this other friend who was kind of like a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. And I remember him bringing up <laughs> um, the fact that like, uh, the reason why humans and pigs are so similar is because we were created by the same like ancient alien. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> this, this is great. We're created by the same. <laughs> the it, same. it can't be that we've all been evolving on the same planet and that, like, there's less, what, well, there's like a no. 1% difference between us and apes. And they created less. humans? Less than that. Like, it's like, We're like 0.04% different or something. So, like, yeah. humans were, uh, so pigs were created for humans to eat, but humans were created for the aliens to eat. So we were basically like their farm. There's a farm whole pyramid thing animals. going on here. Yeah. So they had to eat pigs. So there's, that's why there's like a pyramid, you know, oh, yeah. connection between like the uh, Anunnaki. What? I, this <laughs> then is, the humans. I, <laughs> and then the pigs. I. What? I. Huh? I, yeah, man. What? 
And we were mining gold. The purpose of the humans was to mine, mine gold, gold and to be eaten by the Anunnaki. And then they took off, leaving only the humans and the pigs behind. Oh, well, that was nice of them. To so then we started eating the pigs, and then, you know. And no one ate us. And then we had enslaved each other because we didn't really. Okay, that took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so I think speaking we, of dark turns, <laughs> okay. oh, the zodiac, yeah, cipher. So he had a, a three hundred forty cipher. His infamous three forty cipher, I guess, um, was finally decoded. It was one of the ones that they had just I'm, struggled with for a long time. I remember hearing this about this vaguely as like a kid or a teenager, like a, a long time ago. That yeah, of like the most, um, you know the most you know mysterious ciphers in the world and the zodiac cipher was one of them and we've been trying to figure out what you know what is said now, now let's let's find out like if yeah, we finally decoded it and this is like going to be crazy right yeah, this is going to be like mysteries of the universe yeah. because it's you know it's a serial killer's um cipher right yeah, it's yeah, got to be like yeah, Jimmy something Hoffa, good Elvis Presley and Tupac are all on this island here yeah so, okay so um it's this was like over 50 years ago. This is the late 1960s. So how do you know about Tupac then? And Zodiac murdered at least five people in California. And so during this spree, he sent taunting messages to the press through a cipher. Um, and the first three letters that were, were sent to papers in the Bay Area, which had a different part of the cipher. And... Um, the first one, which was simpler than the ones that came out later, were solved by hand, and it said a little something like this. Highlight it. Again. Okay, I, I guess I'll highlight it. I like that it. shit. Yeah, there we go. That, now we're real YouTubers. I like killing people <laughs> because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all. To kill something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part, part of it is that when I die, I will be reborn in paradise and all the I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting of slaves for my afterlife. Okay, so, <laughs> quick, so quick, quick, thought, quick thought about this. Um, uh, realistically, movies do a much better job of giving us like taunting ciphers than like other than real life. In real life, it's like yeah, it's more yeah. fun. So I think he spelled paradise wrong. He spelled paradise wrong. He spelled forest wrong. He used this is zero <laughs> punctuation, um, and then the and all the I have killed. Like that's not even like like. Couldn't you like figure out a way to like be like, hey man, can you uh can you check my grammar? Yeah, I'd, I'd, don't don't look into this too much. Yeah, just, just you know, let me know if someone, there's anything wrong. Have someone punch it up. You know, let's let's have a writer come in and be like, hey, what's some, what are some better words than like like more fun or like you know fun uh, game was uh, like a uh, getting your rocks off. Come on. <laughs> so there there were no clues in that obviously other than the fact that he's gonna this kill dude people. is. Is has got some issues. Yeah. Um, no, he seems like a real normal guy, well balanced, fun. Yeah. But he came up with another letter that was complicated enough that it's fooled the FBI all this time until today. Right. Oh. So one letter, which contains 340 characters, managed to elude decryption for 51 years, and I believe this is it. It's a lot of little symbols. Um, mm. uh, 
of the Roman alphabet, etc. And a team of code breakers who were not aligned with any government agency decided to try to work on it. And uh, they tried to find out if the cipher was transpositional. And they figured out that it could be transposed and it, in one way that it revealed fragments, including Hope You Are, Trying to Catch Me, and or the gas chamber, which kind of gave them the idea that it wasn't like one big block as presented, but mm. it was like smaller blocks and, and such. So they figured, and there's actually a whole video of this. I didn't watch it. I don't know how long it is, uh, but so here it is. I hope you are having lots of fun in trying to catch me. That wasn't me on the TV show. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Which brings up a point about me. I am not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to paradise, spelled correctly, incorrectly again, all the sooner, because I now have enough slaves to work for me where everyone else has nothing when they reach paradise, incorrectly spelled. So they are not afraid of death. I'm not afraid because I know that my new life is, life will be an easy one in paradise. Wrong. Again, death. Um... And so one of the code breakers said, of all the things that stood out was the line, it wasn't me on the TV show. And he says, at this point, I jumped out of my chair because I knew the cipher was received on November 8, 1969, which is about two weeks after someone calling themselves Zodiac called into a talk show um. hosted by Jim Dunbar. While the caller was on the air, he said, I need help. I'm sick. I don't want to go to the gas chamber. So this kind of makes the the cipher solution seemed pretty real because yeah. it matches with the events around the time that everything was sent in okay. and it kind of seemed in character for him. Yeah. And this guy really has a, has a real, like uh was it Egyptian like thought about it. Like he was like, heap what you kill. Like if you kill somebody, you get, a, you get a slave in the afterlife. So does that mean like <laughs> if you've been in a war or like you've had to defend yourself with like a gun, you, you get like a slave afterwards. Is that what? It, or do you have to kill him in a specific way? I feel like uh, the uh, afterlife would be like set up already for you, and like apparently, no, no you, it's you, not. You, you have need to, to kill bring your own people. stuff. You have to build it yourself. Listen, you, <laughs> God shows up when you're dead, and it's like, what? You you weren't preparing for this? Like, uh, no, they just said I had to do good works and stuff. Oh, they're still pushing that. My God, no. Yeah. Okay, listen, I'll send you back, but you got to tell them they need to be ready. Here are the things you have to do. Kill other people. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kill other people. Um, have a house, um, some sort of tomb, and, you know, try to die with some slaves. Come on. Spice it up a little bit. So they submitted their solution to the FBI, who acknowledged it publicly but haven't released any information. And they said, oh, excuse me. The FBI is aware that a cipher attributed to the Zodiac Killer was recently solved by private citizens. The Zodiac Killer case remains an ongoing investigation for the FBI of San Francisco Division and our local law enforcement partners. The Zodiac Killer terrorized multiple communities across Northern California, and even though decades have gone by, we continue to seek justice for the victims of these brutal crimes. Due to the ongoing nature of the investigation and out of respect for the victims and their families, we will not be providing further comment at this time. Um, so, you know, basically it just ends with her saying that the cipher didn't really have any additional information that could actually identify the serial killer. Just more, it says just more of the attention seeking garbage from Zodiac. Um, so I know we're all, 
we're like, ooh, they could have Hoping it's it going to be some mystery, no. but it's pretty much like the same thing he sent before. Yeah, look, guys. It's like, you know, I need to kill people, make them my slaves. I'm not afraid of gas chamber paradise. Yeah. So wait, Come wait, at me, bro. Wait, so wait, um, there was like a Clint Eastwood movie with the guy who played um, uh, Gold Ducat, I think, uh, that where the, the, the killer was like sending like taunting letters. Just watch that movie again. <laughs> That's better than That's this. That's better than this. Or watch, watch any <laughs> Charles Bronson movie or anything, right? Oh, man. Zodiac killer. Uh, Zodiac. Okay, and this is one I, I came up with. Boy, let me tell you. If you thought like lockdown conditions were rough here, China is, is gonna is gonna one up us. They've been advised the, the, the Chinese flight attendants have been advised to wear diapers for COVID protection. I when I first read that, I was like, how is that gonna um, protect people from COVID? Like is that protecting your uh, your uh, genitals from your genitals from, from your from, anus from, the, from, COVID? from the Rona <laughs> from COVID. Does it enter no, through there? They just <laughs> they don't want flight attendants who possibly are positive to flatulate, <laughs> which 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 provides it 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 sends aerosolized particles into the air because yeah because it's been known as a ass to mouth disease. Well, you know, anything that can help is positive. I don't know that I necessarily... Well, actually, well, okay. They also want the... um, They want the flight attendants to not have to move back and forth as often to, like, tune from the bathroom as well. So, like... In China, you can just say these sorts of things. You can just say, hey, guys, um, flight attendants, yeah. uh, wear diapers and don't move. Uh, uh, hail to the state, okay? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I don't want to have my organs harvested in a political dissidence prison. So uh, so here, here's here's part of this. While such advice may seem dramatic, it's no secret that lavatories can be the germiest places on an airplane. I can attest to that. Airplane bathrooms are disgusting. Oh, you know what? Like, that's what I hate about this current generation of people is you'll see people take off their shoes on a plane and then walk Ooh. barefoot into a plane lavatory. You you should be ashamed of yourself if you've done this. In August, a woman traveled from Italy to South Korea contracted COVID during her trip in a visit to the bathroom. The only place where she didn't wear an N95 mask was named as the possible source of her infection. So the so. flight attendants, imagine they're like, you know coming to your seat and they're offering you some beverages or some food and then yeah. like you know they're like would you like a um water and then just like <laughs> uh, just like oh. <laughs> taking a no. dump right in front of you <laughs> you're not like, supposed to uh, poop in your diapers i thought that's what they were doing because they no. didn't want to go into the bathroom they're for people with with like Incontinence issue. I deliver these as part of my job, so I deliver like. They're not, uh, I thought the flight attendants the, had to wear them. The, yes, yes, they do. But, but the babies, the, see, babies have the big poofy ones to hold a lot of stuff. But like adult ones, they're they're much sleeker. They're just designed for if like you know you have a have a little problem holding it in. Oh, so you can't take a full on dump. In you your cannot take <laughs> a full. No. You can't oh. drop a full on load in your <laughs> pants. <laughs> I thought that the flight attendants would be walking around all like stinky and. <laughs> Worse, and that would be start, more germs. And then they start oh. pissing too. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, oh, taking a dump always makes you have to take a piss. Like, Hold yeah. on. <laughs> well, no, I can't. I can't take a dump without peeing. So, like, I, like yeah, that, if I am taking a dump, I'm peeing in that thing, and it all starts up, leaking out. It's like, sir, would you like? Would you like uh, ice with your? Uh, 
<laughs> so airplane bathroom design was already a hot topic before COVID, but the pandemic has focused efforts to come up with new solutions. Uh, Japanese stupid Jap no Japanese airline ANA announced early this year was testing out a prototype of a new hands-free lavatory door. Meanwhile, Boeing successfully applied for a patent on a self-cleaning lavatory that would use UV light to clean 99.9% of bathroom germs after every use. I mean, the, including COVID. The problem with that is you're sitting there like you've crammed you've crammed a couple hundred people into a metal tube, and you're saying must be the bathroom. It couldn't be the person next to them. The person that they couldn't have like touched something, scratched their nose. We've seen like prominent public figures bring down their mask and then like scratch their eye. Like, like it's, so it's like you. Ha it's like this is just like people saying we're doing something. Look, look at what we're doing. Things are being done for you. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying with that, but I think. Um, it's still a also, good idea to clean these a, bathrooms thoroughly. Yes, listen. In I, the future, we'll find out what it is that's actually really spreading it. But yeah. for now, we just we just don't know. We're well, just most throwing spread, a bunch of shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Well, most spread is family spread in the house. From what I've seen, it's that's it's it's mostly. So that means but that like, when one of the three of us gets it, we're all gonna well, have it. Well, we were all talking earlier about how we all got like mysteriously sick. And like last, last. No, no, no. I did not get sick. Well, I got sick <laughs> earlier in like January. So did like uh, Victor. What was it? Well, like? I got, didn't I get sick in like November? Of when last year? Visited your, yeah. Was when it here your, then? No, no. I don't know if it was you, here then. You weren't like that we kind of sick. Dad. You weren't like that kind of sick. Well, I don't know. It probably wasn't COVID because it wasn't. And it was more yeah. like the flu. Yeah. It so. wasn't even like that. No, it was like, it was like a full on. Yeah. Oh. It was like a, it was like in a few moment, moments. You, like. I remember exactly when I got sick. You said, hey, let's go get some, like, yogurt. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I was fine. And when you, once you said yogurt, I started getting body chills because I was like, you know what? It's, like, too cold for frozen yogurt. And then I got it started getting immediately colder. And when I went back to the hotel, uh, yeah. I just, like, started freaking, like, yeah, shivering. That, throwing up, shivering. Ooh, that wasn't. I was sweating the whole entire bed. That'd be, like, <laughs> I was having the bed sweats. I'm glad you, like, have something, like, in the neighborhood. I was worried you were going to say, like, yeah, I think I had COVID, like, I ate 13 uh, like pounds of uh, of uh, Taco Bell food, and then I just had the squirts for like a day and a half. <laughs> I think I had COVID. <laughs> so then, then there was that time I just hammered like 15 beers and then like vomited violently. I, I don't know. Maybe did I have COVID then? <laughs> Everything's COVID. <laughs> no. no, it felt like, like no. It, I had. It was, I was sick. That was momentary though. That yeah. was like. Oh, I, I had. Sex. That was like a. Tw what do they call those? Like twenty-four hour bugs. Yeah, it was uh, probably twenty-four hours. Yeah, I, I had sex in a in a bathroom, a truck stop bathroom, with a skeezy looking prostitute, and then my urine burned for a while, and it still does actually. Um, could have been COVID. Do I have? I think I have penis COVID. <laughs> I think that's gonna be the title of. This well, now you gotta, <laughs> now you gotta wear, now you gotta wear a diaper. I got a diaper to protect you from my flatulence. Okay, so moving on to like, I think it's more like sci-fi. Um, look, we have this learned. Is no, this is no longer sci-fi. This is sci-re. Okay, so, so like, so look, marines. No, sci-fi. Marines. Sci non fi Sci non fi I guess marines and like us and and army men are they're soldiers. Um, is that what they call Marines? Uh, marines, marines or Devil right? Dogs? Yeah, they're or they're Marines. The you, Marines. You, the Marines. Yeah. Um, the 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 Air Jarheads. Force are Airmen and Damn. women, um, and the Navy are seamen, seamen, men of the sea, and sailors, sailors, and um, <laughs> vaguely <laughs> homoerotic personnel is what we like to call ourselves. Um, <laughs> now, 
but the Space Force got like, let me tell you, they they looked at Bungie and said, there we go, you are guardians. And listen, the first thing I thought was, let me tell you, like, uh, what, what, uh, um, I'm, now I'm totally spacing the name of the damn game. Halo? Uh, hey, no, not Halo. Um, no, the other game, Bungie, uh, God, I should not be, I shouldn't have drank a beer and then a White Claw. Um, is it Guardians? I think it's, no, it's not Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. So Mike Pence revealed the name, and he said, he said, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, and guardians will be defending our nation for generations to come. The guardians, Pence said, will ensure that America remains as dominant in space and from space as we are on land and sea and air. It's going to be really dope when... um we start spreading out. So right now they're just the guardians of Earth. But then when we get to Mars, they're going to be the guardians of the solar system. <laughs> then when we get to other planets, they're going to be the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. So um, well, what they <laughs> found out is you can be one of three classifications in the Space Force. There is Hunter, Titan, and Warlock. And you need to be careful because, you know, the Hunters, they get the golden gun and you get the double jump. Uh, Titans, you know, they get to, like, hover for me. They're really powerful. Warlocks get, like... A lot of like AOE attacks and stuff, so you <laughs> really got to be careful when when you're when you're picking your class, okay? So remember when we first saw the logo back in January, back before right. when we were we were all so naive and back when we thought there was hope in the world. Yeah, and we realized we thought the biggest. Hey, news this was looks familiar. Yeah. So look, I get it. Look, this the reason I joined the Navy was like I I almost told like they said, hey, why'd you join the Navy on like a piece of paper? And only the idiots would say, this is as close as I'm getting to Star Trek. But now I'm sitting here like, mother... I know, you could have joined the Space Force. Space Force! And you could have been a guardian instead of a <laughs> seaman. <laughs> so a lot of people were joking about this new name, including James Gunn, who wrote, can we sue this dork? Because, like, no, I'm you... pretty sure, like... Now, see, there's enough difference there. You're not... The Guardians of the Galaxy is the trademark, not just... Guardians. Besides, I feel like uh, the government could pretty much use anything they want. I, I, yeah. I feel like the government could have straight think, up used the Star Trek. I don't think eminent domain applies to things I like think that. They could use the Star Trek I logo, and then like they couldn't. The Star Trek wouldn't have been able to do it. I think there it. there is some interplay there. Like the, a lot of like army and navy and air force, like anything military branded, is copyrighted by the military. If you want to use their stuff, you have to have approval from them. That's why like a uh, you know um, Michael Bay movies look like total like porn for the military mm -hmm. because he like he makes them look good and they say okay you can use our uniforms and our like stuff it's all it's all copyrighted by the by the military so there's that well yeah i'm saying um yeah the, the military's got a copyright so i don't know if they uh, yeah because like the star star trek also has a copyright but it yes. doesn't really matter like the, the well, military betting. can use a star trek copyright if I they don't want because i don't the, think they could the government i no. don't think they could but look that's that's different enough that's just a regular <laughs> that's just a delta logo with the star down there they would say like well scroll back up please no i was i was enjoying this this tweet oh uh, okay let's, let's look at the tweet and scroll back up Re read the tweet uh let's see and our talk you know, known as the star ah oh, dude i love that okay just scroll back up <laughs> When you've attained the rank of Star Lord. Yeah, because look, um, this thing here, look, there's a star in the middle. There's like a, yeah, the, yeah, there's a swoopy Swish. thing, but there's no earth behind it. And like realistically, you'd have to like, uh, I forget what the standing is, but you'd have to show that they're like really trying to like ape it too. Uh, but this is just a little, I think it's different enough that it's like one of those off-brand things. 
And because if you look at the other logos for like the military, it's a circle with some symbology in it. So is this the great value? The great value. I have what? It's the it's the signature select. <laughs> yeah. Great great <laughs> value. It's Kirkland. Star Kirkland Trek. Brand. <laughs> this is it's, it's the Kirkland brand <laughs> yeah. version of Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, you go. Listen, you you get Starfleet on the top shelf, but if you go down there, there are bags of <laughs> like Space Force down there. Space Force. It doesn't come in a box. You just get a big bag of it. It's kind of stale. Well, well, they get to be in the future. We're like in the year twenty twenty. Right. We're still developing our technology. Name chosen by space professionals for a space profession. God damn it! Oh God, this is oh boy. Like Marvel's lawyers right now. And I was worried we wouldn't have enough to talk about. Wow. Guardian. You mean like Friends of the Galaxy? No, come Are on. Are they going I, to enlist Talking Raccoon? I liked the. Um, okay, you know what? I liked uh, it, the, the show Space Force. Yeah. Oh, that was such where, a good show. Where it wasn't Guardians. They haven't figured out what it was. And You're they right. just called them Spacemen. Spacemen. <laughs> Spacemen First Class. And right. Which, which <laughs> echoes how they call. Members of the Air Force. Airmen. Airmen. Yeah. Or seamen. Which are sailors. Yeah. Seamen. Actually. Seamen. Soldiers. Seamen. Sea people. Seamen. Shut up. Uh, great. We're finally prepared for the inevitable attack from Ronan the Accuser nice. and his army of Sakarans. Uh, <laughs> Space Force. God, see, we don't even need we to are make the guardians. We don't even need to make up material. We'll just read other people's crap. That seems to be the YouTube thing <laughs> That's nowadays. Great. That's great. Uh, I'm tired of being creative. Well, we're collecting all of everyone's content into one spot. Yeah, some some of aggregator. A type. We're an aggregator. Yeah, we just, we just silt through and just get the dregs of everyone's like co lowest common denominator. So look, people don't have to do this themselves. Yeah, we, we've already done it for we'll them. We'll do it. That's the service we provide. <laughs> are, are you are you tired of swiping and clicking and searching for everything? <laughs> Come to us. We'll we'll do the hard work of that. Okay, so uh, look in a less in a more fantasy version. We have also entertainment news. We're it's coming your way. Uh, HBO has confirmed that Game of Thrones House of the Dragon will be released in 2022. Ooh. Also, apparently, this laptop is dying. Um, so it's only been a little over a year since the finale of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, but even with that main narrative being brought to a close, HBO has hinted that... The world of the franchise isn't slowing down anytime soon with multiple spin-offs planned for the future. Because what the thing can't be turned into a cinematic universe? Game of Thrones can. Um, and so the first oh. the first yeah. one is House of the Dragon, which will pull from the novella Fire and Blood, which will follow the rise of the Targaryen family. It sounds kind of like something like Hannibal Lecter would be in. What, what was that movie, uh, that other one with the... The Hannibal Lecter movie where Red Dragon, Red Dragon, yeah, it sounds it sounds like Hannibal Lecter should be like, yeah, it does kind of sound like consulting that. on this case. House of the Dragon, yeah, it does, huh? I, I don't know. Sounds like cannibalism is going to happen in this. I mean, it what well, it this is the the Game of Thrones universe. A lot of messed up shit's going to happen in this. So the only name that I particularly recognize on this list, I feel like I probably know the others just not by name, is Matt Smith, who's playing Prince Damon Targaryen, but Patty Considine Ooh. is Viserys, Emma Darcy is Princess uh, Rhaenyra, and Olivia Cooke is Alicent Hightower. Now, I, it's been a while since I've seen this, and I only saw the first few seasons of this. Um, the House of the Dragon is there. Oh yeah, they're the they're the the white haired ones, the Targaryens, right? Yeah, the Targaryens. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, who, yeah, okay. So, 
The um, Mad King was one of those, right? Yes. Okay. He was a Targaryen. Yeah. Okay. I never uh, watched the show because you know um, you're not into. I only borrow. I only borrowed the first few seasons from a friend of mine, and then I just looked up all the nude scenes on in here and the internet, <laughs> and I was done. I mean, that works. I felt I mean, like I'd really gotten everything that the series had to. I'll I'll definitely be excited for um, the HBO show Space Force Guardians, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones, uh, what's, House who, of the Dragon. Who was the general in that? Um, Colin, or he was in Office. Or he was in, in the Office. Chris Pratt. No, not no. Chris Pratt. The the the, the older one, the uh, boss. Who played Michael Scott? Oh, uh, that's a good one. Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, he'll he'll be back again. I'm gonna go get the charging cable <laughs> for this real quick. <laughs> oh, here, I'm gonna get a beer. Then here, pa- pause here. Okay. So yeah, you you are not a fan in any way, shape, or form of well fantasy. I mean, I always give it a fair shot. Like I'm watching it, and then like everyone's talking with this accent, <laughs> like you are the House of Dragon, and I have this sword. Here's a whole bunch of history we're gonna reference. <laughs> not quite enough to really give you everything, but let you hint at a much deeper mythology. Yeah, and then they all have to, they all have to like be affected, and then and um. I don't know. Then their clothing it just comes off at all times. Just, <laughs> it's just like they're always wearing like like leather pants and stuff, which I don't think they had in medieval times. They had leathers, and also why wouldn't they have leather pants? They had leathers and pants. You obviously. think they don't butcher animals and turn their hide into? No, leather? I imagine that they all would just wear like um, Jesus robes. Uh, also, I was I'm, <laughs> also I'm kind of curious. Um, I, I'm thinking about getting some leather pants. He doesn't approve. Dress as medieval as you want. No, no, I don't I want, want, I want you to go about. super medieval. No, no, I, I just want, I want to wear regular clothes and everything else, like sneakers, a T-shirt from a band, and like, I don't know, like like modern watches and stuff, but then just leather pants with like the, the stitching on the sides that holds it together, you know? Yeah, like the stitching on the sides. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. really cool. Show off my assets, you know? Yeah. Um, then you just basically be a vampire from like a vampire show. Oh, I could be a vampire. And then I have really <laughs> gratuitous like, like blood parties where like... <sighs> <laughs> so you'd basically be Lestat, like Stuart Townsend's version of Lestat. Yeah, yeah. Like Queen I'd really, I'd really milk it until the point where even my other vampire followers were like, "Dude, just drink the blood, Jesus." <laughs> You're like, no, no, we must save her. We must be erotic. We must, we must lounge in a in a place and just be like here for like hours at a time. <gasps> they should make a. They should make a vampire medieval. Oh, in in the vein, Show. in the vein of Space Force, where they just poke fun. <laughs> no, 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 like in that style of poking uh, fun at a new thing, where they just poke fun at uh, like the the conventions of like the 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 vampire thing, where they're all it's like, do we just spend like most of our time lounging? Do we ever like get anything done? How do we control such huge tracts of land? It's like we're vampires; it just happens. It's like that's I guess that's why I don't like Witcher. Like I can't, <gasps> I like sh- I can't get behind. I will fight you right now. Any of that nah, stuff. Yeah, I knew that Henry though. Cavill. It takes place in medieval times. Okay, look. I, yeah, I know. Show me a medieval thing that I like. Okay, look. There is none. Okay, for one. <laughs> for you don't like accents. You the only one like that British I would accents. like is um, what's the one with Martin Lawrence where he goes <laughs> back in the medieval times? Oh, Black Knight. The Black Knight. <laughs> Big. I swear to God. I'll show a picture of Black Knight. Take that back, right now. <laughs> no. Okay. You know what? You you called my bluff. I like that. I don't know how to do the thing. Oh, well, I can teach you that, that later. Let's not do it. Then. 
Well, it's not sharp. If you look at the at the blad, it, it's got a bottle opener and a screwdriver on it and, 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 a, and a ruler. It's designed to be carried in this state. It's very um, Californian. Yes, it's super, yeah. Okay. Well, well, what else has gone on with um, okay for one HBO and just so you Game know, of Thrones, House of Dragon. Oh, and just so you know, Henry Cavill is my hall pass on the gay on the gay That's side fine. on the gay side. So you cannot. But let's, hit, let's see how Henry Cavill that, come out in a sci-fi film. Spike, say that directly into the camera. Okay, listen. So that any <laughs> listeners out there. No, okay, so there, we had a we have a very me and my girlfriend have a very complex system for fantasy, gay. Hall passes. Henry Cavill dressed as his character from The Witcher is my gay hall pass. Would that be mine? No. no. It's too fantasy. I need... If he well, was listen. like... If he was dressed up like a Starfleet captain... Oh, <laughs> oh, oh no. I, I, so Picard no, is no. your pick then? Oh, no. For fantasy... Oh, for him, maybe. For fantasy, Riker all the way. For, for gay... <laughs> for gay science fiction, Riker. There's no like Lothario-style thing from Star Wars. Like yeah. Riker is like would like blow every character in Star Wars out of the water <laughs> for sexual prowess. Oh, what would who would? Who I'm not would gonna say. <gasps> I'm not part of this. I'm not joining. For, for, is, for no, heterosexual. Okay, fine. Do you want me to do Star Trek? Okay, I'll pick a Star Trek guy. Um, oh, no, science fiction. Bones. Go with bones. <laughs> no, that was a hard. No, I guess. Um, you have the choice of a couple of different. Diana versions. Troy. Oh, but oh, for um, for Diana, so Diana Troy. Okay, but that. A dude, it's I thought we were talking about. <laughs> I know, I'm fucking with you. Okay, for heterosexual, for me, for heterosexual science fiction, it's got to be Talon from Star Trek, uh, Star Wars. I know she's like not in like the like any of the movies and stuff, but look up uh, Darth Talon, and you'll see a tweet like that. You want to bang? I'll put a picture of her up now. Here, <laughs> right there in the spot. Right, actually, right here on uh, like put 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 her on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, look, look Darth at Darth Talon. Look at that. Get the, the second picture right there. Yeah. Darth Talon. You like the girls with, like, the big head tentacles? Well, listen, the Twi'leks are often pretty hot, okay? So Wait, have, is that her with Darth Maul? Yeah, there's a couple of crossover things, like fan stuff. Are her and Darth Maul the same species? No. no. What? They're different species. What? But they just have the same body paint. No, they, they, just, they happen to be the same color, you space racist. <laughs> Spacist? Yeah, Jesus. How about you, listen, you, you and the Empire can have fun oppressing all the non-humanoids, human species, okay? Gosh. So does that mean, no, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, so, okay, not. which, <laughs> if you had to choose a Star Trek captain to bang, who would it be? Oh, to bang. Janeway. Oh, Janeway, yeah, Janeway. Do you want me to? A male. Oh, oh a male captain. one. Cisco. No, 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 to bang, not your favorite captain. All right, fine. I'd pick Kirk. This is, And this is how I would see it. I'd pick Captain Kirk because it would be a learning experience. You know, that's the thing. He's had, you know, because he's been with a lot of women. So I'd be like, you know what? We'll see how like he pleases women. I fully agree with this. Look, it takes a man to know what a man wants. He's, he's, he's going to know how to please you in I ways. I don't feel like Picard would really, I would get anything out of Picard no, no, or Picard, Cisco. Picard would like turn this into like, he would read poetry and philosophy at you. Oh, and he'd like, make you fall in love. He'd, uh, listen, like you know, boring, he'd bore you. He'd bore women. He was I, never. I'm trying to be like Captain Kirk over here. Yeah. I, I, I want to get, I want to, I want to get my, my, 
my my gay SpaceX on and then get out. <laughs> I feel like this has become a little, a little bit. Um, Actually, type in. I feel like there's issues in this room that I don't necessarily okay, want to tackle okay, right type, now. Type but maybe some internalized homophobia. I'm, I'm, not I'm a little homophob- concerned. I'm talking about how I want to have sex with a, with a lefo- Okay, there's type in female. Well, first of all, um, female starf. Trek captain. It's it's the other thing. It's not. It's well, I want to know. What, I, I, I listen. I don't want to go with just the regular old like um, uh, like you know Janeway option because there's only the one. So I guess um. Okay. Oh hey, wait. What, her? She became a captain. Shit. Oh yeah. Oh, Georgia. Georgia. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I pick her. Yeah. And she she knows martial arts. I and pick stuff. her too. Yeah. Let's all do that. Uh, wait. Who's the 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 who's her from the, from the older from from like Kirk's time? This one. Yeah. What's What's her name? Mm. What, what? It's what, click on the thing. Oh, it's a whole. Here we go. A history of female Starfleet captains. This is like taking a, a super a hard left turn into. Why is it not scrolling? Scroll. We'll talk about Ghostbusters at some point, people. We'll get there. Okay, we're at like forty-four minutes. Minus It'll a be couple. a quick Ghostbusters recap. Accept <laughs> the cookies. You have to accept the cookies. I don't want to. Okay, then never mind. Let's just say. Well, tell the cookies to go to hell. Okay. Then well, then the, we're not going to see the captain. Yeah. Let's just say, what's your face there, George Yo? Is our is our go is our go to gal? Okay. It's Michelle Yo, who is just. Okay, Michelle Yo is great, but what's her, what her Star Trek name? Is Georgia. Yeah, Captain Georgia. Uh There's also well, she's not a captain yet, but Michael Burnham. But she's acting captain. If she's in charge of the ship, they don't, call her captain as an honorific. Don't spoil. The new season for me. I'm, I'm not. I haven't seen it yet. But no, if she's in charge of the ship, then she is the referred to as captain. Um, okay. Let's keep going. Oh wait, is, does Uhura have a, a minute? It's written in article format. She I does just want to take see command. Mm. While while Ooh, the younger Uhura is like pretty hot. That's yeah. cartoon Uhura. <laughs> so while the men are trapped in a future episode of Red Dwarf, Lieutenant Uhura. Takes command. That's so. a very yoni sculpture in the background, right? Yeah. And what do we got here? Uh, some vague shadow of a captain. Oh, from one of the. Oh yeah, from one of the. Um, Picard's old gumption. flame, Philippa Louvois. That's back when they before they had really good lighting on bridges. <laughs> they knew what lighting was. Oh yeah, from next year. Yeah, she was kind of uh, Captain Rachel Garrett. Uh, she looks like someone's like fourth grade math teacher. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. And then this one. Beverly Picard. Duh. Beverly Picard. Wow. Crusher. Oh, Crusher. Okay. Oh, yeah. She she well, she probably became a captain. Like a doctor can be a captain in the navy, but they don't like they're not people of the line. So it was an alternate future. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Okay. Also, Deanna Troy does take brief command of the Enterprise. Yeah, she crashes that ship twice. She doesn't count. I'm just saying she technically. No one said she's a good commander. Was. Okay, no, you're right, uh, but she's not my choice. Look, she was the most useless person on that bridge, and it's not her fault. And then obviously there's Janeway. Janeway, but listen. Very sultry. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Jadzia Woman. Dax also oh, commanded. Yeah, she commanded. Ooh, okay, no, no, Star I changed my mind. Jadzia effing Dax. Give me Dax when she's a captain. I would hit that, and then I would like run from Worf as he like chased me with his batleth. There's Captain Erica Hernandez. I never got into that well. series. Yeah, okay. that's all that I forgot. Think. Captain Archer. I wouldn't choose him. Oh, no one would choose Captain Archer. He was the <laughs> worst. One of the worst captains in Starfleet history. Okay, how about we go on to um well, more just... sci-fi fantasy? Okay, so we watched. Yeah, you don't like. 
fantasy. This is this is a bit of fantasy. No, well, it's also medieval. sci-fi. Medieval. No, <sighs> see, this is fantasy. also sci. This is like sci-fi fantasy because it's got both elements. We watch Ghostbusters two in our continuing Christmas extravaganza. Here's the trailer. All right. It's following previous, green. but approved for appropriate audiences. Bam. Oh, I remember so volume Columbia. all the way up on this? Columbia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this isn't just a oh, scene. I remember this. <laughs> okay, so the actual trailer. I, I remember this scene. They just like just threw trash in, in a wind machine. America's largest city is about to Atmosphere. pay for the nastiness of its inhabitants. When that day comes... When the I think this film hinted at what was confirmed later by the internet that when most people are just curmudgeons, <laughs> right? Guys. There's only just pissed off to do. and hate the world. True. Sometimes weird things happen. Someone has to deal with it. And who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Oh! He-Man and the Ghostbusters, too. Look at it. The superstars of the supernatural are back. That's back before um, people had to work out for the roles. Right. He could just be like now, Dan Aykroyd. Nowadays, they'd all be <laughs> in he like... He wrote it for himself, so I don't think it counts. Make some time. You could just be a dude. But Sigourney Weaver had to be in shape. Uh, As was Annie Potts. Oh, Annie Potts. Listen, we're going to get to that. If we don't do something by midnight, you will be remembered in history as the man who let New York get sucked down into the 10th level of hell. As opposed to the current mayor. Looks like a giant 2020 joke coming at you. I hate Joe. Oh, come on. There's always room for Joe. Ah. Current day references from the 80s. There's always room for Joe. Wow. Now, if you're. You're short, your belly button sticks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. <laughs> okay, so... That's waving his finger around. Right. So, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, is that still going? Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson. Oh yeah. In an Ivan Reitman film. Oh. Oh, yeah, she got dragged out by her... <laughs> Showing off her garters. Sexy yeah. warrior. God, it's like, wow, so like... Garters were like the lawyer apparel back in the day. Okay. So if you're wondering why I thought like the new go- newer Ghostbusters movie with the with um the women the women wouldn't work, it was because they tried it already and this really didn't work. Oh, that's how you spell so. Yanush? Oh, yeah. I spelled it wrong on the board. I yeah. didn't look oh, into it. Like it's it, oh, no yeah. no one's blaming you for that, you know? So what? Uh, you did it phonetically. The problem with this movie for me is they took all they just took all the plot points from the previous one and rehashed it and threw a baby in there and just lightened it down because they wanted to appeal to a broader audience of like younger folks. And, and they still didn't make a PG movie because as we'll see later on, like th- there were non PG elements in this in this movie, right? Yeah, you know I do want to point out that we watched this movie on Ernie Hotson's. Birthday oh, yeah. the other day. If you if you look at, <laughs> if you look at his IMDb profile picture, he he like he's got his arm and he's like all flexed. Oh, and like, I mean he was damn. swollen this movie too when he was in his like um, long johns. There's right? a scene where he's like covered in slime. And okay, wait, let's let's talk about that for a sexy, second. Sexy, sexy man. For pure movie reasons, like anyone else in that time frame would have been wearing whitey tidies, but they're all wearing long johns so they can like strip <laughs> off their stuff, and they look like they're dressed for like an old west like scene, right? 
Yeah, there were, I guess it was, you know, it's wintertime in New York and they were layered up. I, yeah. I guess. I guess they couldn't They wear even it. had an undershirt under their long johns. Yeah, they were like, they did not want nipples popping through. <laughs> That's the um, official the Ghostbusters part. attire. Yeah, technically, this is, listen, like, this is less of a Christmas movie than Die Hard. It and is. Die Hard I'll is give a, it that. Yeah, Die Hard is a straight up Christmas movie because they play Christmas music a bunch. They like sing, like have Christmas references, and like the the outro is like, "Oh, the weather outside is frightful." And this is like, this just happens to take place in the Christmas season. <laughs> and I think um, throughout the story, Christmas happens at some point, but we don't really know. Yeah, right. And well, then it, it goes. Into, like then it goes New to Year's New Year's. Eve. Yeah. 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 <laughs> The, the big climax was, yeah, New Year's Eve. So they this was not like a... This was a Christmas movie in the way that people yeah. say... The, the haters say that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. So, yeah, I'll agree with that. I put it on here because I just wanted to watch Ghostbusters 2. Right. So I agree that it may... Christmas adjacent. ...not be a Christmas movie. And the Christmas ornaments actually may be just... Um, the tradition of keeping up, keeping them up before New Year's. Christmas could have not even happened in this. Right. Yeah, this could <laughs> have happened any time. This could have been like on December twenty sixth, all the way to January first. Right. It could, we're realistically, this could have happened in like July. Honestly, it could have been the the. It could have been the. Uh, well, they're the, doing the New Year's countdown at the end. Well, yeah, but realistically, they said no, no. See, the Janos or like the Vigo, the Carpathian, came about in July of. X many thousands of years ago. Oh yeah, if you're counting uh, Vigo's and then you just origin. have a, yeah, then you just have a countdown timer somewhere, <laughs> counting down to stroke of midnight. Right. Um, so this movie kind of makes made all of us at least ask: Did New York City completely forget what happened? Like five, in the first film, five years ago, something happened that would have changed the world. Right. Yeah, New York was overrun by a bunch of like uh, demon ghoulish apparitions and a giant um, marshmallow man. The National Guard was called in. And the only people that were able to like stop all of this from happening was four guys with proton packs. Yeah, like the things that probably were like deserve like some sort of regulation cuz like like to have that kind of energy output, they have to have like some sort of nuclear isotope, I think they mentioned. Yeah, and they should they probably should have got the Nobel prize for like creating these. Right? Like things. like that, the amount of energy those things can put out on somebody's back would have ch again, world-changing technology. <laughs> but yeah, but then we find out that in the beginning they um they were actually sued. Yeah, they sued <laughs> by the city. Into the ground by everybody. And like and this is one of my problems with the movie is like um say what you will about the nostalgia critic and like, you know, all that shenanigans that happened with the change of the channel stuff. He was correct about like how it would have been a better show if they like skipped if the first trial was actually the trial for like all of their lawsuits. Like if it all happened in one big go and they pushed all of their like woes to that trial where it's like, what have you been doing? I've been doing like kids' birthday parties. What have you been doing? I've been doing a crappy sci-fi like late night show. Like and like that would have been like condense all of that into one little bit and get right back into ghost busting. Hmm. As opposed to, okay, let's have them show them doing the parties and let's show him like talking to a lady about like, you know, when the world's going to end. When did they say the word? Like 2020 something? Uh, it was, one was 1993, I think. Yeah. And the other one was uh, February 14th, 2016. Oh, so is it, we're safe from those apocalypses. So good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. um, very nostalgic about the music in this. Oh yeah, you love the music. I think this Bobby Brown and Run DMC. Right. So there's this, there's a cool uh, Run DMC kind of like musical montage where they're like catching ghosts when they finally get their um, the groove back. 
And then there's another one where it's playing uh, the Bobby Brown, where they're being escorted really to the um, insane, insane, insane asylum. asylum. Yeah. It's like they, the, the, this guy <laughs> says, hey, he says, hey, would you like to talk to some of our people downtown? Okay, guy who has just been openly antagonistic to us and called us frauds, we will go with you to downtown. Yeah, and uh, it was... Locks them up. And it was them continuing to, um, you know, convince the people, uh, the the uh, psych ward people, that they were telling the truth. And I like, I like how Bill Murray's like, hey, I agree with you guys. These guys are nuts. These guys are nuts. Like, he, he is the ultimate straight... Uh, and again... Like, like, uh, he's the ultimate straight man in this. He's like, he's dealing with this. He works with him, but he is like, just sitting there like, this is happening, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Everyone else is like, you know, Egon, uh, Venkman and Ernie Hudson. What were they? I just always call him Ernie Hudson, but they're always like, oh my God, stuff is happening. Winston. This is, Winston. Yeah. yeah. They're all like, we have to do science. We have to do research. We have to go into the sewers. And he's just sitting there like, well, I mean, listen, we're at a dinner right now and you're, in this restaurant. Uh, I feel like that scene was specifically written so that Bill Murray wouldn't have to be covered in slime. Right. Like he, he's the biggest <laughs> star there. He's like, and I feel like um, Dan Aykroyd really wanted to be covered in slime because he's he like covered in type, slime yeah. for most of the movie. <laughs> I think it was he, he and Harold Ramis were like, slime. Yeah, come on. We got to do we, slime. We are actors. We are dedicated to the craft slime yeah. it was all dan Aykroyd's idea though ghostbusters Aww. is his original concept go figure like the guy who's selling crystal skull vodka <laughs> and if you see his video on like selling it it's like wow that is some you you sound like one of those like ancient aliens people his um family was actually ghost in the ghost business like they had like a haunted what barn or something like that <sighs> this, this all makes sense right I now mean, he actually his um that scene in ghostbusters one where like the ghost is undoing his pants yeah that well, was Ill. that was actually based on his real life experience where he felt a ghost cuddle him, spoon him one night. <laughs> he said, "Okay, wait. What I'd really like is if the ghost gave me fellatio." <laughs> yeah, so it's a step up. He's like, "No, no. What I from that moment on, I just dreamed about having ghost sex." <laughs> so. I, I'm looking this up right now. Um, yeah, it's a ghost. It was and, a well, yeah, if you ever see for Dan, Aykroyd. If Dan Aykroyd, like, like. And he really parlayed that. Like, if you see him on, like, there's a there's one skit where he's in a he's a bartender, and on like some um, in one of the skits, and all and the bar behind him it only has his crystal skull like things on it. <laughs> um, so his, we should get some of that actually. His, I've, I've tried that. It's actually it's okay. It's just overpriced. His father Peter and great grandfather Samuel regularly held seances in the parlor right. of their east. I can't stop yawning. Of their Eastern Ontario home in a bid to contact the dead. Why not? Samuel recorded their experiences in pencil scrawled notes that were found in a locked trunk after his death. Peter reworked the material in his new book, A History of Ghosts. So, yeah. This uh, makes all sorts of sense. That's why Dan Aykroyd's character is the one who got possessed because he just wanted to be possessed by a Carpathian ghost so bad. And and you really. Okay, so, yeah, right. So, you really like the. the, um, hold on. Holding? This this book that his father wrote features a foreword by Dan Aykroyd. Of course. And mixes family tales with an introduction to ghostly terms like glossolalia, speaking in a language unknown to speaker or listener, and clairhambience, the ability of a medium to experience a taste associated with a spirit. Oh. And it also introduces the term ectoplasm. Is it salty and bitter? Okay. Ectoplasm. 
That's yeah. what the slime was. It was <laughs> ectoplasm. That's what um, I'm calling it. That's what I'm sort of, saying it yeah, is. Yeah, some form of ectoplasm. Like, so yeah, you, you really <laughs> like the, yeah, that, that scene where they just like the, like, uh, Egon, Ray, and, 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 or, and, and. Which one? Peter? Peter and Peter, No, not oh. Bateman. Because he's at the restaurant. Oh, Winston. And Winston, they all like dive in. Those were good friends. Like they're trying to measure like the, the depth oh, yeah. of the slime <laughs> tunnel. And they use like the only tape measure that's strong enough to yank a full grown man <laughs> off his feet. I know. And then they and then good friends as they are, they both say, OK, we're diving into the ghost slime, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they go dive into the slime after him. It's like, and then they he's show in the ghost. He's in the ghost slime river. We got to go after him. Yep. And then they, 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 then they show up at the restaurant and start flinging slime. And, like, they, as adults, you think you'd know, like, okay, we have to take a shower first, then show up at the restaurant. <laughs> no. The discovery was too big. They had to go into a fancy restaurant, which you like. is like, you know, it's like, that's not fancy behavior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a kid, that's really funny because it's like you those. learn that, like, um, there's rules in life. Right. And then, like, you see um, three grown men in um, Long John's. Covered in slime, completely disregarding all rules, and they right. actually got arrested. For, like real quick, <laughs> too. Like, like, like I will call the police. Yeah, I was like, wait, were the cops just like standing in the lobby? Right. How did they get in here so fast? It's like, police, it, right over here. It reminded me of like when we're all in high school and uh, there's like a group of four friends, and one of them gets a girlfriend first. Oh yeah. Because it's it never happens like we all get girlfriends at the same time. It's always like one guy has to get the girlfriend first. If that happens, something really freaky went down. And then basically, uh, that that scene from Ghostbusters is recreated because yeah. you know, like at lunch, he's like hanging out with his girlfriend one day, and his three other friends are like, like "Hey, hey you want to come and uh, draw Sonic the Hedgehog?" Or yeah, we got new Pokemon cards. <laughs> we got new Pokemon cards. I got. I got. It's like I got a Charizard. It's like, dude, shut up. There's a vagina next to me. <laughs> Basically, it's like a Bill Murray Sigourney Weaver situation. Yeah, and she is she is like hot in this one, but not as hot as uh, as Pepper, right? Um, or any pots? Any pots? I thought it was any hots. Yeah. Who plays Janine? Oh my god! And who ends up hooking up with Lewis yes. while they're babysitting? And let me tell you, Oscar. great babysitters. The baby. And you mentioned one thing that um, her voice. Yeah. Like she could be like in her like mid 20s. But like that voice makes her like any girl can like with that accent and is instantly 40 years old. They could right. be like in their early 20s. But if they have that accent, they just seem like they're 40. Right. Like if, if she's trying you to can't have, have that voice and be like young and feminine. Oh, yeah. That, she, that voice that like New whatever New York I accent. How it just it? makes every woman just seem like they're like a 40 year old. Yeah. It's like freaking if, if smoker. She, if she was in high school, is she not feminine though? Oh, she's feminine. But Even from with the, the vo voice, but the, the voice, voice isn't feminine. The voice has so much power. It adds like 10 to 20 years onto any woman. I don't think like it I, takes never away saw, from I never any saw it. I never oh, saw that voice is no, um, sexy, not femininity for me. It's just it. Like if she was like, if she That's just you. turned, if she just entered high school and said, I'm going to have sex with one of my classmates. And then she had that voice. Her classmate would say, look, I really don't want to have sex with someone like my librarian's age. <laughs> so I, I re we really can't like consummate our relationship. You're beautiful. Hey, look, I need you to take off your clothes. Clo I can't clothes. do that. And you're sitting, I find, I find childbirth very natural. We need to <laughs> have sex. And yeah, you'd be sitting there like, um, could listen. Let's have sex. Listen, you're beautiful. You have a banging bod. I just need you to not say words <laughs> at any point during this encounter, okay? 
as in I f- I find you as a person to be smart, engaging, and like you know endlessly respectable. But if you say one word, I will not achieve tumescence. <laughs> but you know what? Um, now I think I'm more accepting of it now as an adult. Oh yeah, like it, it kind of worked with Annie uh, Potts's character. Oh well, yeah, because she like she's doing the thing where it's like. Like, do you want to have children? It's like, right now. <laughs> and, the, and that's the thing is, like, they start, like, they're supposed to be watching this child, and they are just full on porking. On the bed. And then, like, Sigourney the Weaver bed, comes. In Sigourney on, Weaver's, on the couch. like, living, living room. room. She comes back, and, and then, like, she's like. It um, smells like curry in here. What's happening? <laughs> she goes, like, to the kitchen, and then, like, she's like, yeah, you guys can chill here. She's like, do we mm-hmm. have to leave? She's like, no, it's fine. No, because yeah. we want to have sex. We, like, we cannot wait. So they immediately again. go back to the couch and start making out. Like, while she's, she's in checking s- out her child. <laughs> <laughs> man um it's like, let, let me tell you some what, chemistry between let me tell you what's his name again the the, the guy I, Lewis. Uh, Lewis. no his real name rick moranis i like the idea that rick moranis is just such a sexual dynamo <laughs> that he no he cannot wait like no we cannot wait a, a one subway or cab ride we need to be having sex in this living room currently do you feel a sort of kinship with him I mean, uh, yes, a- as a sexual dynamo myself, as somebody whose prowess cannot be denied, <laughs> like for th- at least 30 seconds. That's all I need is 30 seconds. Listen, if you're doing it right, if you can't, if you can't get it done then. <laughs> if you can't get it done in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Look, it doesn't matter about her. What matters is you. Self-respect. Well, I thought you meant like you were so good that you get her. What are you talking about? Down in no. 30 seconds. Chicks are needy. You just get your get you and get out. <laughs> Don't even take your pants but off. But what if you what if it only took you 30 seconds to please her to get her to I mean that's okay. Good for her. That's good. That's, see? Yeah, I mean good for her, but no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like look, get it done, get out, get a get a burrito and then play some more Halo. How's that song go? Get it right, hit it tight, hit it tight. <laughs> What's that song? How's that song? I have no idea what the hell <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> any, I'm going to put the name of the song right here at the n- bottom. Of name the any chauvinistic song. You'll get it right. But anyway, uh, yeah, Sigourney Re- Weaver is the classic uh, Hollywood beauty, but I think we're all we're all sleeping on Annie Potts this whole time. Oh, yeah. Listen, like, well, for one, she's a redhead. Oh, yeah, redhead. You liked that. And you like that she was shorter? Yeah, and... She, because you're, controllable. You're, you're insecure as a man. I got you. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let's see. What what other little bits do we got here? I mean, he, you know he married someone who's two inches taller than him, right? Hey, listen. As I believe, there's nothing wrong with a woman who has to bend down to, to kiss you. <laughs> as long as she earns less money than you. I mean, what? <laughs> this is not making it better. <laughs> Just digging the hole deeper. <laughs> I'm joking. It doesn't matter. Just l- let her touch there's, your penis. There's a couple shovels in the back. Uh, you can it start, doesn't you matter. Can start, you can start, uh, <laughs> so what else start the hole tonight okay, after this look, podcast ends. To be clear, just let her touch your penis. Everything else is kind of like third and dairy. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Tertiary. I'm going to say third and dairy because I'm buzzed. Uh, well, I'm giving you the right word. I'm giving you my word because I'm buzzed. Okay, so that, oh, Janusz. Yeah, yeah, how did you pronounce that? How do you actually spell that? J A N O S Z Janusz. Like he is the first. Janusz. He is the first really funny person in this, because he's in his first scene is like he's like looking at a woman like working on art, and it's like everything you're doing is wrong. I want you to know this. And I was like, this, <laughs> everything he does is actually pretty funny. I feel like that was um ad lib. I hope so. I like. I, don't I hope think that was in the script. Like he's sitting there like talking to the painting. It's like about Sagoni Viva. 
now I need to get my penis wet. It's like, yes, you, he will be mother to me, wife to you. It's like, wow, things got freaky quick. <laughs> I know. This Janusz guy, man. Oh, he really likes that painting. Oh, yeah, he's great. Because it's going to give him a lot of power. And, but he and, also liked art sex. before that, too. Yeah, he was, he was kind of a dick before that. He's just a weaselly little, like, German dude. He was the head I don't of think like he was supposed to even be German. He's some sort of Eastern European. He was like the head yeah. of the art like restoration. Or oh, that's the other thing. Like Sigourney Weaver is a concert level cellist slash art restoration technician. Yeah. What crossover? She's a very cultured woman. Incredibly mm-hmm. like no wonder she can afford a giant apartment in New York. <laughs> Nothing she uh, does comes from um, the uh, private sector it's all public money it's all pu- it's all pu- <laughs> yeah she's part of the public work she's part of the public. she probably has like a rent controlled like a thousand square foot apartment oh that would be nice <laughs> right like seriously i want that level of like seriously I, that would be a stretch for me like get in into like, the get into the arts yeah that would be a stretch for me in ohio okay <laughs> ohio doesn't have all the cool arts programs exactly so like so like that, that level of apartment like everyone has like a pretty good apartment in new york despite being like in dire straits financially <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, if you're the main character of a show, you got to have a good apartment. Yeah, you can't be sitting there like, oh, they, at least sometimes they have like some sort of like explanation, like, oh no, we're on a fault line, or like, uh, this is the murder apartment or something. They just say like, nope, she's just a, a concert cellist slash art restoration technician, single mother. Was it just me, or was the part the apartment in the beginning of the movie different than the apartment? Oh no, she switched over to like uh, Bill Murray's apartment. Remember? Oh, because. Because she had, she had to she get had away to from the bathtub slime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and again, yeah. that's another one of those things that's just a rehash from the old movie where she like experiences some like supernatural stuff and has to go somewhere else. Well, you know what? They're gonna make um, a new Ghostbusters. And I, yeah, that looks actually good. Afterlife. I don't know. That's one of the things that's gonna come. Ghostbusters around. Afterlife comes out in twenty twenty one. I was actually just looking this up. Yeah, I, I was hoping you were because I'm sitting there like it, like Black Widow. It's like like these movies coming out in twenty twenty. Whenever we can get it happening, so, really, you know? Whenever we can make it financially viable. So it is a direct sequel to 1 and 2, Ooh. and it stars Finn Wolfhard, who it... God, what is with this? Who is one of the kids from It. Ooh. Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Paul Rudd. The, the Paul Rudd. endlessly youthful Paul Rudd. Right. And... Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Annie Potts reprise their roles. <gasps> Thank God, because they were they were poorly, uh, super underused in that. that uh, yeah, that it, it's set thirty years after the second film. Ooh, nice. And the family moves to a small town where they discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and their grandfather's secret legacy. Um, and the story is. It's just as based on by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. You know what? Um, good, good, good. Good. All right. So you know what? I think we also J.K. Simmons is going to be in it. Sweet. I, I prefer J.K. I mean, no, okay. Oh, here we go. Um, um I actually found a, an interesting sort of thing that Dan. So we were kind of talking yeah. about what Dan Aykroyd, kind of you know his connection is with all of this. So apparently, he now lives in the renovated Kingston homestead where the family seances took place. Oh, of course, he did. said he's Sweet. never experienced a supernatural event himself, but freely discusses his spiritual leanings with his Ghostbusters collaborators. 
he seems He's, like the type of person like like who who will just bend your ear like if you like are stuck in a car ride with him Dan Aykroyd. He, he, yeah he will talk to you like i had that problem when i talked to a guy about like the evils of banking yeah and like i was stuck with him like for like a van maintenance day where you have to go pick up a van in one of the company vans and I just wanted to listen to a podcast. And he's like, no, no, we need to talk about how the world banks are. It's like, dude, I don't want to spend three hours talking about. <laughs> um, but and, and I'm betting that's with him. It's like, okay. It's let probably me talk. like that with Dan Aykroyd. Let me but tell I, you. Would, I would have a lot of fun. I could listen to Dan Aykroyd talk for like Maybe, hours. Because he's an actor, not he, just some schmuck. Yeah. So he's, he says, Harold Ramis was a complete non-believer, skeptic, and agnostic full-on Billy. Murray, of course, is Irish, and he knows ghosts exist, and sometimes the dead do linger in the land of the living. Ivan Reitman, who's like one of their directors and producers, he's Jewish, so he knows there's a lot of paranormal in the Kabbalah. Yeah, so it, that that makes sense. You know what? So I think it's time we wrap up this Christmas episode. Let's wrap it up like a present. Yeah. Okay. Which one is the? <laughs> nope, wrong one. It's not the Baldelphine report yet. Wait, no, we had a Christmas. Christmas. Hey, found it. I figured you would have. We're getting copyright strikes it. for this, so by the way, so for this what? The song. Oh, we are. Yeah, so, so uh, should we go to the other one? No, that's fine. Just let it play. Okay. So that being said, <laughs> just talk. I just have to let, I have to let our fans know, like we're taking a copyright. Yeah, we're we're hitting this for, for this. You. If our channel gets for taken you. down. We are going to be very sad for like 20 minutes before we get drunk and like make a new oh, podcast. It's not a serious one. It's just a demonetization. Oh, who cares? Listen. This we don't even have enough of, of you listeners to monetize <laughs> in the first place. Yeah, so it really doesn't matter. So we're going to be doing all sorts of crazy stuff like this until, until we reach 1,000 subscribers. Yeah, if you would like to out. help, if you'd like to help us get to the point where we can be monetized. Tell and, your friends. Yeah, and not have to worry about strikes like this tell your friends like comment subscribe you mean share get i mean you mean get to the point where we have to worry about this. yes right also, now we, do, we don't you, have to worry if about you could it. come to our front yard and, and and cut the weeds out in front so that squeamish like uber delivery drivers will <laughs> deliver to the window that'd be nice too yeah. um listen yeah, my car dope. my car needs a fresh coat of wax that would be a great gift yeah, that would be a great. Like Chris, it is the season, bro. Tis the season. We're giving you free content. It's a gift with a like and a subscribe. Yes. That's all you got to do. And that then we'll gift you with <laughs> our somewhat entertaining um They're moderately I don't know how entertaining we actually are. Okay, so that being said, thanks for listening to the Transmit podcast. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. We'll see you next time.